Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Court is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. I'm Glenn Quartermain, Chief Sports Writer for the West Australian. With me is Adrian Barrich, Channel 7 guru. G'day, mate. Perth How are you? Football Club. You're looking much better president, now. You've shrugged off Former COVID. West Coast Eagle. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. If you have any issues, call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858. Yes, Barra. And um, bad luck at the weekend to your Perth Demons. Yeah, the mighty Demons. They started well, had a great first quarter. So the signs are there, uh, the effort's there. A bit like West Coast, you know, like we're sort of looking at effort initially. You're sounding every day like a chairman. <laughs> That's right. You wouldn't have said that a year ago. I'll tell you what, we're building from below. Our futures beat. You know, Subi futures haven't been beaten in like four or five years, their futures. Four or five years, so we beat them. That's a good effort. So that's a great sign. And our Colts had a win, so we're building from below. We're doing the Ken Armstrong, Jack Ensor. We're coming from below. It's the best way to build it is it's from the only below, Barra. Only sustainable way. So another, um, well, it was an ugly weekend for our two AFL teams. West Coast showed a fair bit of heart for mm. two and a half quarters before they were blown away. Fremantle, another disappointing effort. Another disconnect between uh, mid and forward and also poor showing from their forward line. They've got some issues to address and a fair bit happening around the competition, Barra. I, I, th- I think we better start with the most serious of them, in my mm. view, is Paddy McCartan. Yeah. A rather innocuous um, fall, uh, hit his head pretty gently, I must say, yeah. on the turf during a tackle and um, and the scenes that followed were really concerning. Ten concussions now, eight at St Kilda and two at Sydney. It's now in the hands of the AFL medicos. So as it was when he was cleared last time, uh, they will determine uh, his short-term future and possibly his long-term future. There's talk of AFL waivers being signed. A lot of experts have bought into it. There's people calling for calm. Let him decide. I, I agree with that. Let, let, there's no reason to rush the decision. But when you have experts like Dr. Alan Pierce from Monash University, a leading neurologist, um, mm. saying that he thinks he should call it quits, you've got to look at it. Uh, I'm just really concerned for Paddy. Um, who wouldn't want to play AFL, Barra? Yeah. You want to cling on to it. He's only He hasn't 26. got a waiver at the moment, has he? Has, no, no, no. Definitely no, no waiver. But well, I think if the AFL medicos, and this is the issue, if they come forward and they say, you, we recommend that you don't play anymore and you choose to play, I think that would stand up pretty well in court. Uh, or in some sort mm. of a lawsuit. But, um, look, so I think Paddy's could, got a big decision to make. And to be honest, Barra, it's not my decision. I'm not Paddy McCartan, but I really think it's time to um, walk away from footy. Yeah. Uh, are you saying that the AFL should take the decision out of his hands? Maybe? I am. I think you've got to protect the players from themselves sometimes. Mm. And I think this is an issue, as we believe it was with Daniel Venables a couple of years ago. It did look really bad, the scenes. Um, I don't, sometimes you do hit your head like that, and you, you, if you get hit in the wrong spot, you can sort of knock yourself out because the grounds are so hard now. They just There's no give. But they, afterwards, those shots of him on the bench and obviously not knowing where he was, imagine his family watching that too. And how many did you say he's had? How many? Ten. Ten can come. Wow. So there's a um, – Oxford University has done some research, uh, 15,000 participants – and their um, data from that was that if you have three or more concussions, mm. you are much more likely to have uh, ongoing head trauma and also to have worse concussions down the track. So wow. this is the research that they have done. And there's a lot of more information out there now, Barry. And you know the really concerning thing is, and this, this will uh, relate to yourself, 70s, 80s, even into the 90s and early 2000s, blokes were going on and playing the next week after incidents like yeah. that. Yeah, or going back onto the ground. Don't worry about that. Yeah, going back onto the ground. So it's no you wonder... You were labelled soft if you didn't. Mm. I mean, if you didn't play the next week, the players look sideways at you going, think you're a big softy. You might as well give the game up. His brother got knocked out as well, didn't Yeah, he? both McCartan brothers were knocked out. That's so. so weird. I reckon, you know what? I reckon we just got to wrap our arms around him now, find out all we can medically, Agreed. and then... But he's got to be cared for. He's just got to be taken care look, of. Look, he will care for him. Sydney's done nothing wrong here. They ticked no, all the boxes. And anyone. Sydney will look after him, as they do the Sydney Swans. The AFL, who 
probably a bit late to the party with all this, and whether it's because mm. they're protecting themselves from um, uh, lawsuits Legal, yeah. or whether they're it's it's for the good of the players, I don't really care as long as they're acting. That's right. And I think they have taken steps forward now. Still got a long way to go, Barra. I still think the 11-step... 12-day protocol should be more. Yep. Um, we're getting big, there. It is the biggest issue in footy at the moment. It is. There's no question about it. And I think it's the one that's most concerning the AFL. You know, they've got to put so much time into it. They've seen what's happened in the NFL. They needed several billion dollars of fund just to make sure it was all sweet. So I think we're heading that way. Maybe 30 days out of the game is the way to go if you get a bad concussion. I agree. But for, for this young fella, I mean, I don't want to tell him to, to retire, but they might have to take it out of his hands if he tries to come back. Well, let's see what the what, let's see what the reports come back with. Yeah, yep. um, obviously, there'll be some scans. There'll be all sorts of tests being done. He has been overseas before uh, to treat this condition. and um, But look, I just it talks to, of a waiver. That's ridiculous. I mean, who wants to go down that path? You know, so he signs over a waiver. What we're saying is, he says, "Look, it's, I'm taking the risk to go out there. You won't get sued, or it's not going to be your fault." I mean, why do we need to get to that stage? It's only footy, after all. I agree. It's and not life and death. You want Paddy to be able to be cognizant when he's in his 50s, 60s, 70s, and onwards. Exactly. Not. Um, yep. He's 26 years of age. He's got a long life to live. So I'm just really concerned for him. Busy at the tribunal, Barrett. The Blues mm. will appeal. That double forearm yeah. um, hit to Her- to, to uh, Sheasel's head, a one-match um, ban from the MRO, careless, medium, and high contact. They will appeal that. Uh, I'm not sure if they don't, if they get off that though. I think he probably a one-match ban is warranted. That's Kerno, isn't it? Or no, Mackay, Mackay, Mackay. So obviously Mackay. playing Adelaide, opening the gather round, yeah. and clearly Kerno and Mackay. It's the biggest double act in a forward line in footy. Yeah. It's even bigger than Geelong, uh, despite the fact Cameron's probably the best player in the comp at the moment. But Kerno and Mackay just sinking nicely at the moment. So that would be a big out for Adelaide. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I know you're fired up about the Tom Lynch, Alex Keith thing. What you're more having a crack at the coach of Richmond, well, I'm though? Well, having eh? a crack at both actually. Tom Lynch. Seriously, Damien, well, Damien Hardwick, the coach in the uh, post-match presser, suggesting, oh, what action was that? And then, oh, you mean the marking Maybe contest. he didn't see it. Careless, severe, <laughs> high is right. Alex Keith is con- concussed, was subbed out of the game. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we won't play this week. Tom, now, Tom Lynch is going to miss six to eight with a foot, uh, foot injury, okay? Mm-hmm. But you've still got to go through the tribunal process. It's three plus. Yeah. I'd give him four, but I'd be I'd be okay with three. Um, you're suggesting it was a football action, is that right? Well, I, I, I don't want to be controversial or, or you know have a crack at you, but from a just I'm just putting my player's hat on, and I looked at it last night in slow mo, and it always looks a lot worse in slow mo. He's leading up for the ball. Um, Keith is going back with the flight of the ball. So he's coming towards the two players. When a bloke comes towards you like that, you're very confused as to what you, what do you do. I mean, you can't just stop or pull out or let the other bloke mark it. So you try to continue to see maybe if the guy pulls out. Then he didn't put out, and then you sort of protect yourself. It's a natural instinct. He turned sideways, and his shoulder hit Keith in the head, didn't it, and knocked him out. And now, this is a watershed moment. If they wipe him out for three or four weeks, that sends a message that either you can't go back with the flight of the ball anymore, or when you're flying for the ball and a bloke comes back, you just got to let him mark it. Just yeah. let the bloke come back and mark it. You know, there's a school of thought that uh, blokes who go back with the flight of the ball should be also be suspended so they can protect themselves. So. Yeah, well, it's, that's not a silly idea. And that's why the Marx, famous Marx, as we spoke about, Jonathan Brown, Nick Revolt, I watched those again the other day. It was horrific watching it because I was thinking if someone, came, if Warsfold came the other way, someone would have been in hospital for a long time. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a really interesting space. I, I do see your point, but I think that's every bit of three weeks still for that. His feet left the ground. There's a duty of care to your opponent. Um, Alex Keith was so you, not in So you think way. that Lynch should have pulled out of the contest somehow? Somehow. or tried. It's very hard to stop when you're on the run yeah, like that. that's true. That's true. Like but even even stopping is hard. Or maybe... He's a big boy too, Maybe Lynch. don't jump, just just run through the contest or something. I don't know. Take his legs out. I mean, then, then you end up tunnelling him, don't you? 
if, yeah. you, if you keep if you don't jump. I think the temperature in the room over the first four rounds or three weeks mm. uh, suggests that he's going to have a holiday. Oh, it's a ma- a concussion is a matter. And I think people are getting the wrong impression about me. I think they think I'm old school and, you know, like that smash and bash stuff. No, I'm just saying intellectually, if you're going to change the, the fabric of the game or how the game's played, you need to think that through because if you have guys stopping or if you have the guy, you're not allowed to run with the flight of the ball, then you are changing the game. And we just all got to accept that. We've got to say, okay, it's, it's becoming a bit like, not soccer or whatever, but it's just becoming less contact, so, particularly around the head, Damien, which is which is good. Damien Harbour, it was a very interesting press conference. He smashed everyone, including mm. Channel 7. Yeah, what do you have? A, a commentator oh, something? hasn't been good the last couple of weeks. I'll, he was talking about Fox, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yes, of course, Barra. <laughs> Uh, my only point is, stop laughing entitled to your opinion, <laughs> entitled to your opinion, Damien. But uh, don't forget who pays your wage, mate. I love how the it's coaches, the, uh, the coaches, have never seen anything. Every time I go to those presses, don't you the same? You go, you ask them something. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, and then the, they don't have to comment on yeah, it. For, for, they've got the he best smashed seat. him in the face. They've got the best seat in the house, Barra. Yet That's they right. see very little coaches, <laughs> and they've got replay screens. They've got blokes telling them stuff. Oh, no, I didn't see that incident. I go, please, give us a spell. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's great, isn't it? Uh, a couple of other incidents. Um, Jake Saligo in the Crows Frio game. He's got away with a $1,500 fine if he accepts the guilty plea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm comfortable with that. I just don't like it. He ran. This is the incident where he kicked the goal, ran past the goal. And oh, t- he got fined for that, did he? You know... I don't like it, but he was just—he was yeah, I, just. Look, I know there was nothing. It was there was just, nothing in it, yeah. as as you were saying. It was a and bit he was of just fun. Going, hey, you see that um? Just hey. got to be very he careful. He sort of flicked him, didn't he? By the way, the Tom Lynch one was interesting too when he crashed into the umpire because I think, but Tom Lynch. No, was, Je- Jeremy Cameron or Tom. Oh, sorry, Jeremy Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeremy Cameron. Is, he hasn't been fined. No, as well, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I hope he's not because that seemed to me he, that, he had no idea. It was what it was a boundary umpire and the boundary and what umpire was the really, bloke doing there. He must have been going there to get the ball. Was he? Ball watching, mate. He wasn't watching where Jeremy Cameron was. Because the, the field umpire was behind the boundary, and the goal and the boundary umpire was inside. He must have been waiting to get the ball to run it back to the middle. You know how they do that? Mm. Maybe yep. that was what he was doing. But he clearly wasn't looking at Jeremy Cameron, and Cameron never too. saw him either. He's a Imagine if bloke. Cameron's injured. I mean, and the bloke as well. The bloke as well. The bloke's fine, he reckons. But imagine if Jeremy Cameron doesn't play because he's he's done something in that collision. Mm. I don't think that's happened. But if he gets fine, that'll be pretty remarkable. Tomo, Jeff Thompson missed a year of cricket because of a collision that was very similar. I remember he tackled the bloke at the Wacker yeah. in his uh, collarbone. No, it wasn't Tomo. It was um, Alderman, wasn't it? Oh, it was Alderman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Terry Alderman. And where did Tomo, who did Tomo tackle? And someone else... Uh, someone else did uh, had a collision with a teammate. Yeah, similar. It's similar a ground sort of invader with Alderman, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He tried to tackle <laughs> Churchy. He tried to get the things going. Uh, Jeremy Cameron, by the way, we'll get we'll get onto that. Unfortunately, we'll have to talk about that game. But Seven uh, goals, yesterday, yeah. were, you, were you up and about around? I half was. Time? You yeah, think, I thought. Did you th- actually think they were going to win? Did you? I didn't think they were going to win. I didn't think they have four quarters in them, and there's no bookends, mate. Well, there's no forward line at Hawthorne, so I didn't think they'd win. But I was pretty encouraged by the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say the second half was then fairly... 10 straight, un- 10 straight they kicked. What about it was 21, 21 inside 50s to one, yeah. and they kicked 10 goals from those 21 inside 50s. It's interesting 50s. because if for a half of football, um, the, the much younger Hawthorne team beat Geelong at the contest, and then in the second half they looked meek and they went, went into their yeah. shells, and it was just two very different halves of footy from Hawthorne. Do you reckon Geelong are back? No. Nah. No, they've beat, the Eagles, they've beaten up Eagles, on Hawthorne, Eagles mate. Eagles want to know, mate. <laughs> want to know. Oh, yeah, I think I'll be picking Geelong against the Eagles, but I think they're, they're not they're a long way from back, I think. They've still got some issues. Um, but, look, well done to them. It was a very good win. The last one, speaking of the Geelong-Hawthorne game, uh, Geelong coach Chris Scott was up and about. Uh, Lloyd Meek with his knee into Mark mm. Blissav's ribs. What did you think of that, Barry? Yeah, I didn't like it. I, I mean, they're saying that it's another football incident and that – but he, he just he just drove his knee into his into his body. It was it was strange. It just it just didn't look right, did it? Do you reckon? I agree. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't like it. And um, Tom, I tell you what, you definitely don't want that happening in junior footy. No, Tom DeConing got <laughs> there'll be punch ups on the sideline between the dads. Yeah, you know what I mean? well they're already it's not here. helpful. 
Tom DeConing copped a $2,000 fine for a similar incident, actually, mm. against Reese Stanley of Geelong earlier in the year. So, I And that's think, where Chris Scott was going with that. He was just saying, let's just try it. Well, I, don't no. to, I don't want to hang the bloke, but let's well, no. just wipe yeah, it out. Yeah, but that's what got confused me. But he, he did said, hang the bloke. He said, I've got no dog in the fight. I don't want him to be suspended, but maybe he should. Chris, <laughs> yeah. just let us know what you're thinking. Hey, we've got to touch on the Sydney game, don't we? Gonna we will. Later? Let's go back to Thursday night, Barra. Uh, Brisbane, a um, impressive win over Collingwood. Two things. Charlie Cameron, what a star. Six goals. Take me home, mm. Country Roads. <laughs> How quick was he? And Rayner, four goals. Yeah. What did we say on you the tipped it. What did we say on the podcast? You said the only place he should play is in the forward line. And guess what? You're absolutely right. And guess what? He'll never go back to the back line. He should. He should be playing in the forward line. He's got mid forward written all over him. He is a very good player. They look completely different in attack with him there. So he was super. And I tell you what, Nick Dacos, he's Judd like now. Can we record that? Nick Dacos, he's Judd-like. 38 possessions, two goals, 16 contested, 633 metres, 78% efficiency by foot, five clearances. For a 20-year-old, he is amazing in only his 29th game. He's got, I reckon he'd have to be, with the bloke from Melbourne, the favourite for the Brownlow, wouldn't he? Oliver. With Oliver? He'd yeah. have to be. Oh, those two, I'd say. He'd be right, right up, up there. there. Only four players have made the All-Australian team when 20. Jake Stringer, the Bont, Clayton Oliver, and Sam Walsh. You're going to have to think Nick Dacos could make the All Australian. And team. right now, I'd have Sheasel in there. Sheasel as well. Oh, well, why wouldn't you? Yeah, well, that's true. He's had a great. What's start his position? Centre half back. Um, his position is half back flank, and yeah, I think yeah. you might even think about Owens from St Kilda. Mate, how good was Mitch Owens? He's had we're a very good start to the year. Well, we're so. going the Colling- we're going Collingwood, Brisbane. So well done, Brisbane. So do you think? But here's a point now: Brisbane flat track bullies, mate. They, they looked a million dollars at Gabba mm-hmm. and about two cents away. Have they unpicked the Collingwood plan now? Do we know how to attack Collingwood now? Well, they didn't have a Ruckman too, did they? So they had a big advantage there. That Oscar, what's his face? And he, you know the, the big, he biggest... He 60 hit-outs or something. He did. And you know the biggest advantage, I think, was that you'd have to take players out of that Collingwood forward line. Mm. Into the ruck, so you yeah. disrupt their forward line chemistry as well. So what are they going to do there? Because then he's not going to be right for a while. So they're going to keep going. They got some big games ahead. Who have they got this weekend? Collingwood. Collingwood are playing. It's a very St. Kilda. Big game. Yeah. On Sunday at Adelaide Oval. So I think we're all wait. You know that Marshall. That go Marshall. forward Collingwood style against the all over St Kilda defence. So fast, mm. that's going to be a really tough game to pick. That uh, Friday night, Carlton v North Melbourne. Um, Charlie Kerno six goals. Harry Mackay four goals. They never. They haven't looked. This is why I think I'm getting more and more confident with my tip, Blues top four this year. I don't reckon yeah. they've fired really much of a shot yet at all. No, I, yet. Th- I think you're right, mate. I they think haven't you lost might be. a game. I think, I think you might be. I don't know about top four, maybe. Because what we got? we got Melbourne and Collingwood, and then probably Carlton, isn't it? Yeah, probably Carlton, St Kilda, Brizzy. Well, I, I, I'm... Yeah, you're probably right, mate. They could, they could squeeze in there. As good so, as St Kilda have been, as good as the Ross Lyon influence has mm-hmm. been... They're not finishing on top of the ladder for mine. I think. And then it, there's it, Brizzy and Sydney had a hiccup, so you could be right. And they've got two Coleman medalists, basically a Brownlow medalist, a great defender as well, and Sam Walsh still to come. He's coming in this week. Yeah, which will be a big game. How to can they open not make the top four? <laughs> I agree. Uh, Adelaide and Fremantle, Barrett. Now another disappointing. I mean, it's just not there, is it? And to have the players, no, do they look happened. disinterested at times? Yeah, I, You know what I reckon? I reckon they might be too process-driven in pre-season and now they've lost a bit of their passion and their drive. Also, we've got to take into account just how young they are. I remember when they played North Melbourne, they were le- less experienced in North Melbourne. So Brayshaw's plateaued a little bit. He's not. He's lost that All-Australian form. I don't know. He may, maybe he's carrying an injury. Do you reckon there might be something there? Sarong keeps going well. Brody's been dropped. Fife's not there. Mundy's retired. And then you look all those blokes that left, it's really taken the steam out of them. Getting smashed at ground ball, Barra. Um, and interesting to see David King's comments. He reckons they're all chasing uncontested marks, mm. not getting the hard ball. A uh, bit of action at the airport yesterday. So uh, Matt Tabner's back with a back injury. Uh, Is that one of those back in- injuries goes, uh, how's your back? Oh, a bit sore. Okay, you better go home. <laughs> Is that be. one of those ones? Uh, Will Brody, Sam Sturt and Corey Wagner flew across and they're expecting Michael Fredericks to go across. And, no, he's there. Oh, he's, he's there. He's there. had that eye injury. Yeah, so he'll play. He'll, he'll definitely play. Fife, no Fife yet. So that uh, plantar fasciitis still plantar fasciitis. bothering him. Yeah, um, it's, yeah that, and that is a bit strange. You know, that must be really probably a real problem if he's not gone over for this. It's like SOS time. But this, the axe is out. 
The axe is out. So we're talking four or five blokes. Liam Henry is right in the gun. Probably Wilson's in the gun. Um, Hughes, I reckon, could cop it yep. as well. Obviously, Tabernard's out. Maybe they're, they're probably the four. Drizzy, I love Drizzy. Nathan, so do I. I absolutely love that bloke. He had a... He had a T- tough game, and he got subbed. He's only a couple. But he's of only games. been two in. Hasn't yeah, he? yeah, I'd, I'd, so stick, I'd give him another game. I think he luck. is one of the real X factors for that team, and I want to see him given some time to develop. Mm. Beautiful kick of the footy. He's just got that something, hasn't he? You know that game? It's on three. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, era. very nice, mate. What does that mean? That's something. I know what special. it means. What yeah. are, is that what it says? I think he's just got something special about him. He's a yeah. match winner. It was a song like that too, wasn't there at one stage? It was a very f- famous French song. Hey, mate. The game is on Friday, their game. It's against the Gold Coast, right? At Norwood Oval. Guess what time it is? 3.10pm. 3.10pm Perth time. Yeah, that's right. And it's live on 7. So I just wanted to get the message out there. It is live on 7. So you can, you will be able to see the game. You'll be at work. <laughs> Three, I can't, sorry, I keep laughing at my own jokes. But yeah, <laughs> you'll be at work at 3 o'clock watching the footy. So just start preparing the boss this week, hey, listen, can we turn the telly on at three o'clock because the Dockers are playing? If, if they lose that First game. First time ever. If they lose that game, can they make the finals? Whoa. Don't forget we've got an extra game this year with the yeah, Gather well, that's Round. Right. Yeah. They can, but it's going to make it really tough. Surely they beat the Gold Coast. This is line in the sand for them if it wasn't last week. They've got to beat the Gold Coast, who've been very disappointed. And that Rowell's been on fire. Have you seen his Well, figures? last week he wasn't so good. No, but you look at his contested stuff. Yeah. He is. He's the he's the best in the AFL at contested footy, and two or three, he just doesn't get any easy kicks. No. They've got to teach him how to go out wide and get a few easy ones like the rest of us. Too few do too much at that footy club and have for a long time. Uh, there's some real problems there. I, I'm not sure how to address them. But if he goes to Brayshaw, Brayshaw will be going. There we go again. I've got this young bloke, another young bloke, onto me. Poor old Brayshaw. They've got to try to find a way to release. Unless he's injured, he, I reckon he might be carrying a leg or something because he doesn't look the same. Well, Brady will be a big in for them, a big body, and have had a um, well done to him. Get, went peel. back to Peel and didn't sook, just went back and got the job done, did exactly what the Dockers wanted. So I think he is a big in for you them. You know what that's week. like, though, going back to Peel? Because like, I used to go back to Perth well, it's an hour's a lot. drive down to Mandurah <laughs> at the start. <laughs> no, no, what I meant was in the last quarter, you're the only bloke feeling good. Because <laughs> you're super fit, you're, you know, you're a professional footballer playing against part-time blokes, and you're going, "Geez, I feel good at three-quarter time." And then all the rest of the boys are like, <laughs> "No wonder it? he towed him up." Do you up. remember those days? Oh, yeah, mate, it was brilliant. I just power, I just palm them off. Well, I did used to cover your games, Baron. You did get about 50, 60 possessions out there at <laughs> in the last Park. quarter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, look, I think it's real. It's real action time for Fremantle this week. They've got to. They've really yeah. have to win that game. This is crunch game. Uh, Western Bulldogs v Richmond. It was a fascinating game, Barrett. You had uh, the Western Bulldogs got the jump. Richmond, eight goals in the second quarter. And that was it. Two more for the remainder mm. of the game. Two five, I think they kicked in the second half. So uh, they're going to lose Lynch. I think they've lost uh, Nankervis too, the yeah, Ruckman. So a couple of big outs for Richmond. Huge. Love the way the dogs went about it. I picked Richmond. Um, so I was sort of barracking for the tip a bit, but. Um, yeah, not- and Dusty looked good up forward. He was their only sort of hope up there Lynch with Lynch, but they just couldn't go on with it. So maybe the Bulldogs are either better than we think or maybe the Tigers they aren't that great. They a pretty experienced team in and a pretty experienced midfield, and they lost the battle there. I think that's the concern for Damien Hardwick. And all of a sudden, while I'm probably prepared, even though Collingwood lost, is at the start of their run of defeats, which will make my picking them ninth look a little better. But I think Richmond in tenth. I, I still say they're they're going to be yeah, bottom end of the eight I if they make so. it. I was laughing. I, I, we were talking about it before we came on air, and we we're having a bit of a laugh because I accidentally listened to you and and Duff's podcast from back in. It was like the end of last season because mm-hmm. I was trying to listen to us, and somehow that clicked on in the car. It was yep. quite. It's quite interesting what we do. Say. Come on, cough up then. What did I well, say that was well, wrong? No, but, but just between you and Dave, like you had Damien Hardwick under pressure last year, maybe mm-hmm. get the bullet, okay? So yep. maybe maybe he's now. He might be. Maybe even though he's a super coach, I think you had Dusty, he looks like he'll probably go to Sydney or you were tipping that he I would. remember saying that, yes. <laughs> yeah, Josh Kennedy, four years ago, you reckon you'd I written did. him off? I did. I retired him. <laughs> retired and put my hand up afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, can I just elaborate on that on, again? Let me, okay, go on. Them off. Go on. How you, many are there? Just before you clarify, it's just funny to listen back. I mean, this would happen to me and yeah, anyone many? else. Come you know, on. And then Dugowie, you had Dugowie. You actually said there's no way that uh, Brody Grundy will leave Collingwood. 
and no, no one can afford him. That's what you said. And then you said, you know who'll leave? It'll be Dugowie. And he'll be going to St Kilda or the Bulldogs. That's what you said. Well, I can't defend myself on that. Uh, I can defend myself on Kennedy because at the time, my argument was, I hate seeing champions going for one, two year too many. I hate yeah, seeing course, it. No, and I got it wrong. Clearly, he had still had some good footy in him. And in hindsight, I think he'd had a bit of a rough they, lead into that yeah, season. Yeah, that's right. And they asked him to play on, didn't they? They, yeah. they thought their window... Can you believe at the beginning of last year, the Eagles did still thought their window was open for a flag? And they, that's what they said to Joe. They said, mate, we might pinch one here. That's, that's the sort of confidence. That's why they, they've got so far, isn't it? Because they had such believers in themselves. Uh, St Kilda, Gold Coast. How impressive was St Kilda, Barry? Now, four zip. And who would have thought we'd be talking about round five, mm. undefeated St Kilda against Collingwood? Um, Top of the, the ladder. It's just about the match of the round. I reckon the matches of the round are Thursday, are the the bookends, Thursday Adelaide v Carlton and Sunday Collingwood v St Kilda. But I mentioned Owens before, Bradley Hill's in good form. Jack Higgins, five goals. And how how well is Wilkie playing, uh, the co-captain, yeah. playing in defence? He's got them playing team defence and he's got them buzzing, this player group. And yeah. you can see what... All, Ron- all the, and all the second stringers are playing really well. Yeah, I did not see this coming. I thought there'd be a sugar hit. No. And it's, Barrett, Imagine when he gets his good players back. Yeah, look, there's still going to be some tough games ahead. So mm. let's just reserve it till mid-year. But, but Mitch Owens, like, you know his real name's Michio? Is that right? Michio Owens. He must be uh, Spanish or something, is he? You reckon? I don't, or t- Italian? I don't know. Anyway, he's 191 centimetres. He's got to be up there with Jinby and Ashcroft and Sheasel and all that for, yep. for you know, NAB Rising Star, if, what, if that's what it's called. I would have loved to have been coached by Ross Lyon. I was thinking about it. When I saw all those second stringers doing so well, I reckon if he'd coached me, I would have played 200 and maybe, <laughs> maybe won a Brownlow. Seriously, I had the gifts, but I just didn't. Do what needed to be done. I didn't train as hard as Woosher, all those blokes. And Ross Lyon would have made me do it. That's the sort of coach you needed. Mate, you know what I mean? And if I had and bigger that's hands, I would have played 300. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, no, my biggest Righto. problem with my footy barra, I was struck down by a tragic lack of ability. Well, I, I was the other way. I was just I was just thinking, this is not that important. Do I really need this? Sometimes before games, you'd think, this is what players Did do. Did you think go- that before a game? Yeah, sometimes you go, why? Do I put why? My- because you were so stressed about the yeah, game. Yeah, why do I put myself through this? And, and most players go through it, and yep. most players can get over it. Performance anxiety. Do you have performance anxiety at all? Uh, oh, yes. I've had performance <laughs> anxiety in the past, Barry. <laughs> really, mate? What about in footy? <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't that good enough to be worried about how well I was going to play. I was just a battler, mate. Just a battler. Played every, I played every position on Is the ground except Is this a Seinfeld episode or what? Could it must be, be a episode. Uh, let's move on to the most... The intriguing game at Port Adelaide v Sydney. Well done to Kenny Hinckley's boys. Oh. Well done to Finlayson. Well done. How what about did they the emotional win, scenes when Finlayson? Don't say well done. There's no way they really deserve to win. Have you seen the stats? They got absolutely pantsed. And apart from that, and what for one poor kick, bad conversion by Sydney. They would the, Hinckley's. It was a false dawn. He was celebrating just because the pressure was off. Florent. Yeah, but oh, he, you mean Hinkley? Yeah, no, I, Hinkley, he was celebrating on the boundary, but he, mate, the knife's still there. What in, yeah. what in the blazes was Sydney thinking? <laughs> Ollie Florent kicks the he kicks it flush too. Beautiful was going through, but then they you know those Fox commentators who never go to the games, whereas Seven always go to the game. If they were calling that, they would have called that a goal because they weren't there. You know how you think it's yeah. going through? Well, Cal, um, was it Callum Mills? Callum Mills ran out. He, he ran out to celebrate. For God's sake, legally block a lear a lear so he can't get his fist to the footy. Even Buddy, didn't, even Buddy didn't do enough, really. He tried to. I he, reckon John Longmire at the his post-match would have been heavily focused on that particular incident mm. and how it's never over till it's over, Barra. Lear a lear. I've got to say, I think you're being a little bit unkind to Port. There were 20-odd points of town that looked done that game. It was a really stirring comeback. And Where's brought a bit of a tear to your eye with Finlayson. Three goals. Oh, Finlayson. Kicked the goal that put him in front. Um, his, his wife's very ill. I love that. And bro. I just sometimes footy. What an effort. Sometimes footy does bring a tear to your eye. And I mm. thought that was one of those moments. No, nah, good call, mate. Good call. No, it was very funny to see Florent. What's his name? Florent on the ground being hugged. And then he looks up and he goes, huh? What happened? Hang on. Maybe it's a point. Good player, Florent. <laughs> They've got a few of them, haven't they, these kids? Mate, well, I've got to, kids I, now anymore, I need to mention about Buddy. I love Buddy. He's a Perth player. Yep. Absolutely love him. But I'm just having a bit of a question mark now about eight touches, 
he's just draws. They just cannot not kick to him. And you've got McDonald and Armadi up there. They're just going, hello, can he danger? Uh, I don't know. What are they going to do their quarters? What are they going to do with Buddy? They can't. Pretty simple. He can't beat, what, drop him? No, play him. But he, but they just got beaten by Port Adelaide at SCG. Just mate. be a little less focused on him. Yeah, but I they think can't he do still it. They, takes they, a great defender. He's still a very important player to them. Maybe play him upfield a little bit. Maybe he has the to play not, deep. Maybe he has, buddy, stay, see this square here. Stay in this goal square. Yeah, don't leave. Never been a great contested. Don't mark, draw though. the ball. But that's not know, his game. I know. That's what I mean. I reckon they've got a problem, mate. I mean, I, I don't want to. Yeah, and we'll just see. We'll see what happens because I don't want to look back at two years' time, listen to this, and go. I wrote off Buddy and he kicks another one. Well, it's been done before, you know. <laughs> uh, Melbourne, West Coast. Now, I thought West Coast was um, really good for two and a half quarters, and I don't think it's shameful at all that they got blown away at the end. I, no. I sort of, it's a weird game because I went into that thinking, I reckon a 10-goal loss would be okay, and that's what it turned out to be. That's very sad, isn't it, really? It is, but <laughs> you look at the outs, so many outs, yes, and I, look, it might get ugly from here. It probably will at times, mm-hmm. and so we, we will be critical of West Coast going forward, no doubt. But if they give that effort every week... Yeah, it, effort. That's, that's all they can worry about now. Effort. And you know what? You're spot on. But they've done it two weeks in a row. Mm. So make that the template now going forward, and... You would hate to think any supporters would be too judgmental or critical if they give that effort every week. And wasn't it good to see Tim Kelly come good? I mean, well, he's, he's been third, good all year. He's third in the coaches' award. He's been good all year, Barra. Yeah, well, first game, no good. Next, well, next three, very not the good. Wor- he wasn't the worst week one. Yeah, but he, you know, you, uh, 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 he's I, had coaches' votes every week since. Yeah, what I'm saying, yeah, well, so you agree with me. And what I'm saying is that isn't it great because he's copped a lot of flack over the journey. You know, we've sold the club for you. You've done nothing for That's us. That's not his fault. No, it's not his fault, but he's copped it and he has felt it. And he, he it's good to see him doing well. The other bloke is Jinbi. Mate, amazing. He's playing. Well, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a spectacular game from stats. But he's still tackling, and I thought it was wonderful that Clayton he was Oliver. left on Clayton Oliver. Yeah, at times he was on Petraka, so he would have been out in the middle thinking, "Wow, this is this is you know what a steep learning curve." I mentioned it in the game at the weekend, but um, it's like the Kevin Sheedy philosophy. I reckon sometimes that's worth yeah. six games of experience. Yeah, it was a good column, mate. Actually, I uh, agreed with you wholeheartedly. They're going to have to rest him soon, though. Like. Um have they got oh, this? they will. And I think Adam Simpson has flagged. They've got Geelong this week. So I think he's flagged that, that the kids will be rested because, as So he runs know, into Dangerfield or he runs into bloody Mitch Duncan or something this week. You go almost the week after, you go, oh, mate, start on the bench or you be the sub or you play half back. Or maybe Yo's ready and they go, Yoey, mate, get it back in the middle because Jimby needs to get out of here. Yeah, I reckon- it's unheard of for a bloke. It's going to be Raul all over again otherwise. Yeah. Gets I, beaten up and gets injured. He's a big body, though, and he absorbs so the tackles Raul, no, well. He's no midget. Yeah. yeah. Absorbs the tackles well, I But reckon. no, but that's what happens, mate. I'm telling you, your body just gets so racked, and you get on the plane home, and you just feel like you're 400 years old. Uh, Melbourne, for that sort of last quarter and a half, looked really good. We saw the Petraka of old kicking goals. We saw Clayton Oliver accumulating. Um, forward line functioning really well. Tom McDonald kicks four goals in the mm. absence of breast. Um, ben That's Brown, Fritch, three goals. When he's a bit of a barometer for them too, Fritch, uh, and Van Royen, he looks. I mean, he didn't have a. Uh, it wasn't a that busy a game. But he just looks the part, no, doesn't he? He looks every part of being a great centre half forward. He's not shades of Dermot or any of those guys, but not far off uh, from being a very. I mean, David Neitz, maybe someone like. He just looks so talented. I just can't. Be- I honestly can't believe all those forwards have got away. From Western Australia. Mm. And I'll, I'll t- Logan McDonald. Yeah, and, and the astronaut at the Bulldogs. This guy, I'll even... Because th- they thought he couldn't kick. Yeah, I know, and I'll even throw in... That was uh, Ross Lyon's critique of him, can't kick. And this is the problem now. I'll even throw in Tim English. So the Bulldogs would be... be the best ruckman in the comp right now. Yeah, not far off. They'd be wetting themselves now, the Bulldogs, because English comes out at the end of next year, mm-hmm. clearly, and we know his management... So we probably know a little bit what's going on. but And Norton's management, same company. There's no question that they will be playing every card possible to get the maximum. So we're talking million-dollar deals, right? How good would Tim English look in at West Coast at yes, the moment? Yes, mate. Can't go to free. i got enough Ruckman. Ooh. But, yeah, with Nick Nat going out, Tim, it's the it's the obvious fit. And Bulldogs fans, I'm we'll sorry to say. have a bit of money to throw at him as mate, well. And they will, have, they will throw it. Bit and of a war chest barrel. They'll just go... <laughs> Back yeah. up the truck, here it comes. And McNaughton the same. McNaughton's probably the bloke for Frio. Aaron Norton. Norton, sorry. What did I say? McNaughton. Norton. 
Aaron Norton. Possibly, yeah, he'd be, look great in that forward. They need line, a forward. He? They need a forward. Uh, unless, and GW- unless Amos is going to come on quick. Essen and GWS Barra, um, again, look, almost there, didn't they, GWS? But Jake Stringer, what follows four goals, six he kicks, including that beautiful torpedo on the run. Freakish. What follows that sort of a game from Jake Stringer? Donuts. That's yeah. what follows. Next week That's he does. That's what he needs to focus on. He does. Why did the Bulldogs get rid of him? I think for that very reason. I think he's inconsistent. Uh, inconsistent. Or, or, or mad. Because like Collingwood never got rid of Dugowie, and then and the Bulldogs got rid of Stringer. It was bizarre. And now you're thinking, hang on, he's Essendon's best player, and he made the difference. That was very strange. Dogs have gone okay since then. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's really had a dramatic effect on their squad. But it's just a, it was just an interesting decision. But you're right, it'll be, he'll be judged on next week. Barra, now it's time for this. Next week. Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. Thank you to Thirsty Camel. Uh, thank you for your mail. Please send your mail into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Keep them as short as you can and please put your details on there. We're giving away a, a block of Great Northern Super Crisp 30 on Thursday, Barra. A few questions here, a bit of mail here. Hi, Quarters and Barra. Is there any coaching bragging rights for Brisbane and or North Melbourne during this upcoming fixture being played at Mount Barker? Normally, this fixture would have been played in Brisbane, Melbourne or in Hobart. This is being played, of course, in Mount Barker in the Adelaide Hills on Saturday at 11.10am Western Standard Time. Though strategically by having it at a neutral regional venue, it will diffuse some of the heat that would should occur at the presser. Mm. Now, do you know where he's going here? Yes, Hopefully I do. questions will be raised about racism to both coaches during their reign at Hawthorne. Of course, we're talking about Chris Fagan at Brisbane and Alistair Clarkson at North Melbourne, both linked to the historical claims of racism at Hawthorne. Now, that's ongoing, that investigation. Both Fagan and Clarkson have denied any wrongdoing. Um there's still um, a uh, investigation pending on yes. that, and we don't expect that to be resolved anytime soon. That's going soon. quick, isn't it? That investigation. Well, I'm glad it. You, you Any can't danger? Run, but you can't rush these things, Barra. You can't rush it. What about Fagan and poor old Clarko having been, to carry this around? I think there's been issues in terms of those who want to participate and those who don't. That's been the problem. So yeah. it's a really tough gig for the AFL to sort through this one. That has dragged on, though. What time does that match? That was from to? Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Andrew's I'm not good. sure uh, what to make of it. but um, What time? What time's the game? Did you 11.10 a.m. 11.10 in, Ad, in, Ad, in South What do you think Australia? of the gather round, by the way? What's your view on the whole concept? I think it would have been better in Perth. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to move it around. It's not in at, at South Australia every year. Yeah. I mean, some of those games, like, you know what I don't like is when I look at Collingwood versus St Kilda and I think MCG every day of the week, I'm thinking 90,000. But that's not what Gather Round's about. Yeah, no, I'm just saying this is the this is the thing, the risk you run by doing this Pupparama. I love it. Yeah, well, I yeah, know you love it. But the Dockers playing out at Norwood. No one has ever played an AFL game at Norwood. The Dockers are, are, are having... that's a So f- they play AFL games in Ballarat, mate. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm saying is the Dockers would be going, hang on, the first team to play at Norwood is us. I mean, what sort of record is that? And we're playing at some... What time are they playing? Uh, 3.10 p.m. Yeah, that's our time. Fremantle Gold Coast. What's yeah. the time over there? Uh, it's an hour and a half, is it? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just... I mean... And I just look at Collingwood St Kilda, mate. Could you imagine Melbourne? I don't think it's going to be a record crowd, put it that way. No, but how good would it be if Collingwood was playing St Kilda at the G, mate? I know you're a Hawks man, but put your... You used to live around there. How big would it be that the Saints are up and about? I live two stubbies walk well, from Light Saints. Tower One. That's how close I live. <laughs> how many... What? Two, two stubbies walk from... That's an, what's a, a stubby that's walk? That's a casual sip. Well, you can consume two stubbies on your walk to Light Tower One from my... You can't uh, do street drinking, can you? Well, you just no, you, you used can't. You to drink on the way to the Look, ground. I'm not promoting it. But yeah, you'd have a couple of stubbies on Did your you way. Really? Why yeah, why not? <laughs> income. That's all right. Cheapers, mate. Michelle writes high quarters and Barry. Do you think the Aussie Aussie rules round simply would be a better marketing promotional name than the nonsensical gather round? What they really wanted to convey with the phrase was gather around. The AFL ambitions for this round are lofty, particularly aimed at penetrating the New South Wales market and eventually internationally. I'm not sure if they're going to go international with it. We've tried that mm. in China and it hasn't worked. But look, I don't, do I don't the, particularly the like... Aussie, Aussie, Aussie round. Yeah, I don't particularly like, like gathering... Like chant. Yeah, my, my 
take on it is... Oi, oi, oi round. I'm not sort of gather round, look, it's sort of growing on you, but what I thought they should have done is name it after a uh, move for starters, you move yeah. it from state to state. So this year it's in South Australia. You could call it the um, Andrew McLeod round or something like that. You name Cornsy. it after a champion. You could even name each game after a champion from that state. Next year, mm. I expect New South Wales to be right in there in the bidding because they want to get it out in Western Sydney to promote the game, yeah. get some big fixtures out there. So you know I, what they should have done? I don't mind the round. I think it's a, it's a great idea. And um, Who, Who's South Australia's greatest player? Malcolm Blight would be up the there. The Blighty round. McLeod would be up there. Yeah. They've had some fine football. Not Stephen Kernahan, Craig, Craig Bradley, Bradley yeah. John Platten. None, none of them sort of kind of, no. Nah. Because a lot of them played in Victoria, didn't they? You know what I would have done? I would have gone with an Indigenous ra- a name, a really cool Indigenous yeah, name. Yeah, but they've Not got cool, an Indigenous you know I mean? round. A, 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 an appropriate But there's, there's, there's the Sir Doug Nichols round, which what, goes over what, two weeks. What is the Indigenous name for South Australia? That's what I would have gone with. Okay, okay. But I'm an ideas man. You are an ideas man. You've dug another hole. Uh, this one from Bill, High Quarters and Barra. <laughs> For our, or for lovers of the castle, that one. Uh, Bill from Sydney I here. I the Seinfeld references, please. Feeling devastated but incredibly proud of the game the Swans played. Well done to Port for sneaking the win. Although not in the spirit of the game, could the Swans players have illegally impeded the power defenders to allow Olive Florence kick the sail through for a goal? Given the siren had sounded and the umpire had called time, the game is officially over. Could the Swans players have simply held their opponents to stop yes, them jumping Bill. for the ball? Yes, yes, Bill. It is also interesting that a contest is permitted after the end of the game. Should a pack of players be allowed to competitively fly for a ball after the game has officially finished? When a game, when is a game officially over? Go Bloods, Bill. Mm. Agree with a lot of that. Um, I just can't believe how how the Swans didn't um, try and legally Bill's legally impede Alia Alia. The ball, the game doesn't stop because I've seen before till the goal umpire has signalled the score. Yeah, so the I've seen, the, I've seen the ball bounce through after the siren. Yep, bounce through after the siren because no one touched it and some nufty didn't go. Oh, she's that's right. It, it can, yes. and they've lost the match. Yeah. Uh, you, you see some crazy stuff, but that one, Callum Mills running out. It's one that got away for <laughs> Sydney. Oh, that's how they'll look back on that game. I mean, Port will look at it for different reasons, and we sort of emotionally we're glad they won. What do you reckon happened there? The ball must have – sometimes they do drop, but not very often like that. They just went – yeah, so I went a, straight along and then dropped he, like a stone. I thought he kicked it really well. Uh, a leer, a leer. Well done, son. It was, right. it, was, it, was, it was a bit of an early crow from Oli Florent, a bit re- reminiscent of – the Western Bulldogs v mm. uh, and Libba leaping yeah, into the yeah arms yeah in the final in a final when yeah. they were forty seven points up or something and and they end up losing oh dear Adelaide get through win the Adelaide, flag Adelaide that's right Adelaide yes. gets through win the flag Jarman goes bananas and and shades of Hayden Ballantyne in that derby thought he kicked it and hit the post he was uh, ready to go shades of Clarko earlier this year. But he uh, did win. Harris writes, G'day, you fantastic blokes. Love the pod. There's a fan, Barra. Um, was driving a light vehicle on site with a person who was all professional and a bit of a stiff. What loosened him up? Talking about Collingwood's style of football and it's succeeding. It's important for the game. It's exciting and mm. how much we love everyone playing that way. Mm-hmm. A, because it's good to watch. B, Old people on socials can quit bemoaning the death of the game and how good it was back in their day, like broken records. The kids watching today wouldn't even know what a broken record is. You'd like to think the young people are the future, but considering they always pick ancient acts for grand final entertainment, they know where their bread is buttered. Long live fast, free, flowing football. That is a very good email from Very good. What was the first... What was the first? I don't. Know, I don't understand what he meant by the start there. Just but anyway, to us again. Just a bit of an interesting lead-in. Um, was driving a light vehicle on site with a person who was all professional and a bit of a stiff. What loosened him up? I think he's just trying to work his way into the theme, which was this, this, the statement, the which footy. was that he likes fast-flying footy. And I think we all agree, mm. Barra. Um, we all love to hate Collingwood, don't we, back in the day. But I tell you what, when the Collingwood game's on the telly these days, mate, it's, a, yeah. just a, it's compelling even you've, viewing, Even isn't you've it? come around. Now, you're a Hawthorne man. I haven't man, come so, around. So you hate them. I haven't come around. But now they're almost... I don't every, hate anyone. Everyone's second Hate's team. Hate's a very strong word, Barra. Am I right in saying they're everyone's second I team? I have an antipathy Carla, for them. Carla, your second team, the Pies? Yeah. yeah, of course. Oh, we've got Eagles, Dockers, and then Collingwood. Yeah. Chris writes, Hey, gents, after sitting down and watching North v Carlton today, how good would it be to host a good Friday Western Derby? Frio could even use it as their annual Starlight game. 
Now, I know you'll go on about the waffle, but the waffle is almost irrelevant these days. And he says, sorry, Barrett, in brackets, and will be as soon as if a National Reserve competition is introduced. Loving the podcast. Keep up the great work. That was Chris. Thanks, uh, Chris. Chris. (laughs) Good Friday. Uh, Not sure about that. 10,000 people went to the waffle last weekend. 10,000. It was a great start. But (laughs) what I was going to say was, you know how they want a derby on a Friday night or a showdown? Because what's the what's wrong with the derby on a Saturday night? What's the bigger rivalry, um, the derby or the showdown? Right now, I'm going to say the showdown. Well, okay. Well, because- hey, you know what the litmus test is? Have your players ever had a blue in a pub? Yeah, that's true. And they did have one, didn't they? They have. Yeah. Well, we had Embers get on the Dockers bus and try to fight Ryan Crowley. Really? In that was in London, though. I think. Hey, you know what though? Just talking about Friday night. The suggestion from the Victorians is, if okay, okay, if you want to have a big Friday night derby or showdown, bring it to Melbourne. This is what their suggestion was. Bring oh, please, it to Melbourne. Please. And in particular, the showdown. Yeah, yeah, now that's a great idea. Friday night, but let's play it at the G. I think the Carlton North What do you North think game, about that? I think the, that's silly You're idea. you Victorian. Silly, silly idea. Carlton North Melbourne, I think, worked well. I think North Melbourne's worked hard for that good Friday game and mm. deserved to keep it. A but lot any of, Friday. Like it's a good contest, but they raise a lot of money for the Good Friday Appeal, which I is know, the equivalent of Telethon you're, you're over going here. Off a Not as big as Telethon, I'm of saying, course. But. I'm saying is, how's the Victorians' mentality thinking that the locals, so the South Australians or the West Australians, would like their teams to be playing on Friday night in Melbourne? How about we want to go to the game? Well, there could be. What are they thinking, those could, people? There could be a derby played in Melbourne at some point. Yeah, a grand final. If it's a grand final. Yeah, that's right, mate. Or a prelim or something. No, no we'd, we'd cop the prelim here, wouldn't we? Yeah. Uh, John writes, morning and happy Easter. Michaela, Quarters and Barra. Yes. An early question for Tuesday. So this came on Friday of last week. Why do umpires blow their whistle for a free kick and then call advantage? Most time players stop not realising who the free kick is for, which usually creates an even greater advantage for one side. Why don't the umpires follow the lead in soccer where the whistle is only blown Mm. if there is no clear advantage and the ball is called back or just call out advantage? So teams know a free kick has in fact been paid, but the play continues. Surely this will help keep the game flowing. Thoughts, and that's from John. Um, that was good because Dean, yeah. we should get ask Dean Margetts why they do that because he's right. Well, I think I th- they get it right most of the time. But it does, when you hear the whistle, you do instantly pause and then it's play on. Sometimes just say play on. And they do it in rugby as well and, and soccer. They don't blow it. They actually blow the whistle and it does, it does a bit more flowing, but maybe they've got a reason. I don't know. Uh, last one, and this is from our friends from Fremantle Farm in Kentucky, Barra. Hello to Barra. Yes. And Q2, the nanny goat and the pigby nanny goat. Hello also to Schultzy the dog. And, of course, hello to Greg and Katie Keeley, our good friends over there in Kentucky. I hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, have a question for the podcast. Uh, re Fremantle, the drop in form has been precipitous. Is there an issue at the club? Disharmony between Bell, JL, Fife. Something seismic has changed. It is obviously intrinsic to the team. Any thoughts? Well, uh, your number one columnist now, after yourself, of course. Um, Peter Sumich. Peter Sumich, um, superstar, full forward for the West Coast Eagles. Absolute star player, great coach. He has suggested that perhaps uh, the whole Fife thing has ca- caused a bit of disharmony in the joint. Not so sure myself. I, I, maybe some what, leadership has fallen away. The Fife thing away. about the captaincy or about him? And having to – well, the double the double banger, mate. You're not captain and, by the way, you're not playing in the midfield, you know. And maybe uh, – I don't think Fife, he would have reacted um, badly, but Alex Pierce probably isn't filling in as well as maybe Fife – or perhaps even Brayshaw or Sarong, do you think? Because he's oh, struggling himself, isn't he? No, nah, I reckon he's been okay. I mean... You, it's been okay, mate. Nah, he got four kicked him on the yeah, weekend. Well, Taylor I, Walker, who we thought... I just oh, stick up for Alex Pierce I'm going to listen back to your podcast yeah. last year for an Adelaide game. Yep. I reckon you would have said Taylor Walker was finished. I would have. <laughs> he was good at the weekend. That forward line, though, allows him to play I high. I love how honest you You are. know what? He's been, he's not a key forward. He's a high half forward. Who's That's this? his best. Taylor Walker. Mate, he's, how good was he's he? Finally he's, getting he's to a, play the position he's suited to. He's got to. a new lease on life. Yeah. Ever since that hiccup, he's come good. And Darcy, Fogarty, and, and having uh, Rankin there. Rochelle. Rochelle. 
Rochelle. Rochelle. Mate, imagine that forward line's remarkable. And he has had he has had a renaissance. A renaissance See, similar like to that, Josh Kennedy. I don't like that term. That, ref, that that refers to a period of change in culture. It's a revival. A revival. Mm-hmm. He's had a revival. <laughs> what are we talking about? Sorry, just again? getting technical. No, well, I'm going to stick up for Alex Pierce here. Oh, yeah. He towed Pierce. Sorry, mate. He towed Pierce. He wasn't Pierce, the only one. Because you know what Pierce has done now? He wasn't the lone ranger, I mate. think Pierce thinks... He he can because he's captain. He has to play a more of a wide ranging role, and has I think he's getting distracted. Pierce needs oh, to go back yes. to being the the, sta- the the defender. The I'm standing on you, defender. I'm holding your jumper. I'm blocking you. I need to. He needs to go back to. Course. I think he's been pretty to, good most weeks, mate. Mate, he got. T- you kidding me? Well, last week he got four kicked on him. Him North Melbourne. Oh, mate, yeah, look. Yeah, five goals. I'm going to stick up for Alex Pierce here. I think mate, he's still... he is struggling. Okay. I mean, I love the bloke. I, I, I really like the guy, but he is struggling. There's no... Is it he, not an if issue? If he wasn't captain... Is it not an issue? If he wasn't captain, and they'd be coming door knocking. Yeah. Joel Hamling, premiership player, maybe we sh- we can put him in there. Mate, if he wasn't captain, he'd be under the pump. Don't mm. No question about it. I think it. he's a good leader. I think he's in the right position. I think he should have been But he captain. needs to go back to being that, that all full-blown defender, Is not trying issue? to be McGovern. He can't be McGovern. Is it and an I'm issue? not saying that. It's not an Eagles Dockers thing. Don't send an email or, or smash <laughs> me on the reviews about it. I'm just saying that McGovern... Is the genius at seeping off? And Mitch McGovern was good too, by the way, at getting off. But he shouldn't do that. He's got to sit on the bloke, grab his jumper, get in front of him, get on behind his shoulder or in front of his shoulder, depending where he's playing, and not let Taylor Walker kick four goals on you. But McGovern's able to do that for two reasons: one, he's a very good player, and two, the defence works that way around him to yeah, release I him. I don't think that's happening but at the Bre- moment. Brendan Cox plays that role. Let Brennan Cox play that role. He's a genius. Is it not also, there's a bit of pressure with the ball coming in as well. It's pretty hard down there in defence when you've got the ball coming in that easily Mm. at times. So I'm I'm just going to hold. Yeah, we'll keep it powder dry. I'm not saying drop him now, but I'm just saying he is in the gun. He has to lift. He has to lift. All right. Well, uh, we'll see what happens from this point Mm. in. Thank you, Barra. Thank you, listeners. Thank, Thank you, guys. you for your mail. This has been the Quarters and Barra podcast. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Better your bet with Tab Touch. And please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. We look forward to previewing round five, the first ever AFL gather round on Thursday. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates. This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.